Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here, and Happy New Year again. I know I dropped by last week, the first day of January, and shared a little uh, uh, poem reading and a uh, um, little cheers. And we are here, so thank you for being here, whether you're listening to the show live or archive. Thank you so much. I am always so grateful for you, for each one of you, for listening to my show. I do appreciate you all. Much love to you. Just a quick introduction. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching and training company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. On this show, we have guests that come and help me along the way, and sometimes I host the show solo. Before I bring on my guests, I would like to set my intention as usual. My intention of doing this show is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's all up to you. All I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your right, your life, so make the decision that is right for you. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archive, I appreciate each one of you guys. And, you know, again, our show is available on iTunes in the podcast section. So we appreciate your support there. So make sure you subscribe there and check us out there, as well as the Stitcher app. So if you have your Stitcher app, make sure you check us out there on the go and also iHeart coming up soon. So I look forward to have all different avenues for you guys to listen to the show. So, you know, it's a new year, and uh, many of us, we look at the new year as an opportunity to to better ourselves. So we create resolutions. However, some of these resolutions, you know, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions because they don't have weight, you know, to them. So, you know, so most of us, you know, obviously we want to get in shape, we want to lose weight, we want to get fit, we want to get healthy, you know, so that's like a common uh, uh, New Year's resolution for many people. So, you know, we're going to take it a little bit different. We're going to look at at, at how um, your weight issues or, or reaching that resolution 
um, has to do with other things, you know, how you think about, you know, um, your body, how you think about your weight, how you look, and all these things that play a key role in preventing you from achieving your ideal weight. So today I have a great guest who will be talking about, um, she actually wrote a book just discussing exactly, you know, how you can attract your ideal weight. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and basically stick with it and, and make that resolution a really um, sincere, focused, loving goal, you know, that you want and, and measure it to something else. So, you know, my guest today, it's a pleasure having her here, uh, Zaheen Nanji. Uh, she's a motivational speaker, author, and success coach. She is the owner of Shanti Wellness Center in Alberta, Canada. Um, her background, a little bit about her background, she has um, not always had, you know, success in her life. So, you know, she had gone through some adversity um, growing up. You know, she had grew up in uh, Kenya, East Africa, uh, where good quality higher education was not really a, that choice available for her at that time. So there was very little opportunity for economic advancement at her, you know, at that time for her. So when she was 16, her parents um, bought her a passage to Canada so she could pursue her dream of knowledge and success. And of course, if you find out more about her, we will share with you um, Zaheen's website in the end of the show, and so you can check out everything that she's doing right now. But today, we are going to be talking about weight loss and how to attract the ideal weight, um, her latest book. And also, we uh, we will you know we'll dig a little deeper you know both of us being coaches and and having a similar background, we will try to make it very interesting to figure out exactly what is the cause of us or what's keeping us from um, from achieving our ideal weight or whatever our resolution is. So anyway, so please help me welcome Zaheen to our show. Thank you so much for being here and Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for, so much for being here, my uh, my Canadian neighbor. You guys are bringing the cold weather to us, so happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really cold out here in the East Coast, so um, I'm sure it's yes. cold in Alberta too, right? <laughs> well, it's cold, and yesterday we had some freezing rain and snow, and I got yeah, into a car yeah. accident. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, so my car. I'm okay, but my car is not. So, uh, yeah. So after I'm done here with Uria, I I have to go and get a car so I can drive for the next few days. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad you're okay though, because yeah, that can be dangerous. We have some of that mixed weather too. You know, I guess uh, Mother Nature. You know, just say, hey, you know, it is winter. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was in the city yesterday. I went to see. a musical show, The Last Ship. I don't know if you heard of it on Broadway. Um, with Sting, I love Sting, so I said, you know, I'm going. But then I'm like realizing, like, what am I crazy? It's super cold, and they saying like, you know, windshield advisor, and you know, and stay stay in door if you don't have to go out. And here I am in New York City, walking around trying to go to a show. 
but it was it was really interesting. It was it was very um, you know it's like lively. I love like being around people and just seeing like everybody's like you know bundling up. But what was really interesting now we you know just kind of chatting a little bit in the beginning here. Um, there was I don't know what they call it. You know when it snows and it goes in a circle, um, and it, it happens like really briefly. I, they call it something. I can't remember. I think my husband said he called it some name. But anyway, it was really weird because it looks like snow blowing from somewhere, like from the roof or whatever. I mean, you know, you're in Manhattan. It's like all the skyscrapers and, you know, stuff like that. So I think it was like, no, this just must be some snow on the top, on the rooftop and it's just blowing around. But it was actually snowing, but it was snowing and it going into like dancing circles. Oh, for a few moments, and I was like, oh, my God. I wish like I had like, you know, my camera ready to like just take that, just you know, because it happens so quick and it goes away, like really right. fast. But anyhow, uh-huh. so it was a lot of fun, and and I'm glad I'm here. You know, but I I can understand like you know driving with with in that weather could be you know so we have to be careful. So people yes. out there, you know, in those kind of right. part hey. of the world, <laughs> yes. be careful out there. Yes. Um. So welcome and happy new year. You know, I can't believe it's 2015 already. Um. God, what happened? You know, it's like a flash, right? Yes, for sure. You know, I wanted to ask you, I start this, and I I, I don't know if you were listening to the um, introduction. I am not a big fan of New Year's resolution. So my first question to you, do you make New Year's resolution? Honestly, no, because um, I find that the resolutions are are there just so that you can do something about it. But then I find that it's just become such a big, uh, you know, hype about it. And uh, just from the research we we have seen that only, only 15% of us keep the resolution. So the other 85% don't. So there's something about that that just doesn't work because we're not thinking about long-term when we think about the resolution. We're just thinking about, oh, it's a new year, we have to do something. Well, why do we have to wait for the new year, right? Right. Well, that's that's my thinking. It's like, you know, why do we have to wait for, you know, I mean, I actually, I'm going to share that note that I, you know, some of the stuff that I had uh, um Done like you know I don't know I don't know if my note has that in it but basically I I the way I think of it I actually know I wrote a post on 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 LinkedIn and my post says you know how do you how do you make the new year new every day this year by treating every moment by treating every day as a brand new day so that way when you set something you're doing it for that day or for that moment just say you know what I want to do this. You know, and and make it a focus goal instead of resolution. I so yes, I'm glad that you don't, you know, really care for for that either. Because I have to tell you, I'm trying to find this post that one time somebody had uh, um, shared with us uh, about like you know what do you call um, why do they call it New Year's resolution and 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 they said it's uh, um, it's like something to do like people just say you know what like everybody's doing it so I got to do it in other right. sense. So they're not doing it for a reason. So when you create a New Year's resolution, think about it. What is your reason behind it? Like, what do you have to do? And so you can try yeah. to be responsible for it, which is going to take us into today's show. You wrote a book about, you know, how to attract your ideal weight. Actually, that's the title of your book. Um, or can you, I know I said, can you attract 
I'm sorry, let me go back in here. Attract your ideal weight, right? Is that yes. the title? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, because I don't have it in front of me right now. So anyhow, um, so that takes us, you know, into the, the resolutions that we create. Most people in the beginning of the year, they say, I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get rich, or I'm going to make more money, I'm going to get out of debt, you know, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. There's tons of them. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. know you and I, on the top of the list, is always losing weight or getting fit. You know, you see all the commercials, you know, the, the the gym commercials that people are trying to get you to sign in for a new, you know, everything that you see in media, it's all surrounding that same thing, what people want, which is like, you know, they think like, you know, it's a new year, so now I can start losing weight or I can start, mm-hmm. you know, um, get into the um, that ideal, you know, uh, weight or whatever it is. So what do you think is the connection? I mean, what do, what do you think is really the connection between the new and 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 having something like you know that feel like it's a, it's an urgency for us to take action? Right, um, and and I think it's got to do with all the holiday eating that we do. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, right, because everyone just just goes you know, crazy with parties and alcohol and the New Year's Eve party, of course, where, where we are, you know, everyone goes out and drinks and has fun and we've, we we do baking during that time of the year and we have our traditions, like, you know, foods that, that we eat. So all that really adds on. And, you know, I, I think when I hear clients say, oh, my God, I went on the weight scale and I have gained five to seven pounds and I have to do something about it. Well, I think that's the trigger that gets a lot of people to start thinking about becoming fit. Uh, mm. Well, after the holidays, I will. Holidays, I will do it. You know, kind of thing. Right. And <clears throat> so I think that's the connection with the new and the fit. When when you mentioned Ria, is that we start saying, "Oh, I want to lose weight. Oh, I want to make more money. Oh, I want to get my you know debt uh, like you know, done." Well, I find that when we have blank statements like this, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is no process to it. And this is what I always always tell people: have a process. Yeah, you have this big goal that you want to lose weight. Well, what's your process, right? So, in other words, what you're saying by what you mean by process, meaning like what you go going to do about it, like what are you, what are your plans? Like you you know you you have a business plan, right? You have right. Um, right. So, what are you are willing to do about it? That's right. So, for example, um, when we have clients, um, our, our you know clients kind of say that uh, I would like to eat more healthier. Okay, so what does that mean? What right. are you going to have for breakfast? What are you going to have for lunch? What are you going to have for dinner? That's the process, and I think that's the part where a lot of people miss out on, is that they don't write it down or or they don't have a plan in place to follow through, and that's so, the thing that's missing. Yeah, no, I um, I'm I'm just like you know, again, you know, don't mind me jumping in like 
oh, you know, no. the way I do it because it is it is like, you know, uh, thought-provoking. We, we discuss in things. We're not just, you know, um, this is not scripted. Um, I don't like scripted show, by the way. So <laughs> you know that. But what I, my thinking is, and I think you just said it because I think that's the key. I mean, the, the first thing you need to do, and obviously you and I have him coming from a, from a similar background, um, we really emphasize on writing things down. And I say creating a journal, you know, some men don't like to, to call it journal. You can call it notebook, whatever. But write what you're, you know, what you want, first of all, right? And then yeah. I, I guess what you're saying, the same thing. I'm just basically emphasizing what you were saying and just jump in any time you want to. Um, what you're basically saying, okay, write this stuff down. you got to know a reason why you want to do it. What does it mean to you, right? So, like, you know, in, in any goal setting, you know, like when you set a goal for yourself and you wanted to try to achieve it, first of all, you want to know what that goal would do for you when you, when you do achieve it, right? How would your life That's change? Right. That's the That's process, right. right? Yes. That is the process for sure. And then, of course, chunking it down into, like, you know, manageable things. So. Mm. It's just like writing a book, right? So so, mm-hmm. so we have this big thing about, you know, writing a book. But what is each chapter going to be about? And that's exactly mm-hmm. the way you want to look at your life, is if you want to lose weight and eat healthier, what is it going to look like? How are you going to chunk it down into m- meal planning, into making sure you have the time to make those foods and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things? You know, you you do it. I love how you did it because I I'm, I'm again I'm gonna keep repeating these things because for the listeners, you know, you're gonna hear a lot of great information here, and I really want to emphasize again, information will remain information unless you take that information and process it and try to put it use in your life and see what works and what doesn't work for you. So take note. Please take notes and, and go back. And, of course, I'd love for you guys to make sure you go back and re-listen to the show because, you know, um, uh, Dahin comes from, from background in, in nutrition and, and uh, she actually owns a, um, a wellness center. And they do a lot of, you know, uh, uh, nutritional plans and all the stuff to help their, their, their clients. So from that perspective, when you're trying to write down your food intake or what you're doing for that day, Right. And then, you know, of course, I think like, you know, the way I look at it, you said, you know, um, you, you look at your life as chapters, right? So what the, the first chapter, what you're going to put in there, the second chapter, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I look at it in a, in a sense of like, you know, you're looking at a painting, right? You're looking at your mm-hmm. life as a painting. And when you look at that painting, what do you see? And what, can, what kind of changes would you make? And why would you make them like that? Well, how would that picture change when you change these things? So, you know, right. it's it's a definitely absolutely in a similar, you know, um uh perspective as far as like, you know, how you're taking the steps because there is no what do you call it? Overnight things doesn't happen like that. It's not something that you can just take a pill and it's going to happen. There's no <laughs> quick fix. There is no that's exactly the word that I wanted to say and it just didn't come to me. So thank you for saying it. It is no such a thing as a quick fix. Right. I don't believe in that. I don't believe anything happens. So that takes me to my next question. Why do you think most diets fail? You know what? Honestly, I think it's the way we look at diets. We we have, you know, made it to become a quick fix. Whereas I've I've often been asked a question the same way that you asked me, 
why do diets fail? And I don't think the diets fail. I think we fail the diet. Ah, beautifully said. Right? Elaborate. Because, Elaborate on yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, diets are a tool. Just like when when we build a house, right, we need tools to get the house to be the way we want. True. And then, of course, when the house ages, we have to maintain it. So if you, if you look at the body and when we gain weight, we need tools to get to our ideal weight. And there's nothing wrong with cutting out sugar, cutting out caffeine, cutting out some carbs, cutting out some fat, right? It's the same idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then when we get to our ideal weight, which is where we are comfortable at, um, we have to then learn how to maintain it, just like we maintain a house. Right. So they are there for a reason. But the way we look at it and the way we fail and why we fail is because we think, oh, now I'm... I'm at my ideal weight. I've lost all the weight that I wanted. I'll go back to my old eating habits. Well, it doesn't work that way. You know, I, I, I would, I'm, you know, I'm always thinking as I'm, you know, so as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, the importance of relationships in our life, right? Relationships in our life are like the most important things for the foundation for anything we do. And our relationship with food is also as important as any relationship you have you know, um, in, 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 in your life, right? So yeah. what kind of relationship do you have with food? That's one angle. The other thing, yeah. like, you know, we could maybe talk about a little bit, you can actually, you know, in, enlighten us a little bit on that, is is uh, um, our relationship with our body, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we, you know, what kind of relationship do we, do we have? And that takes us, you know, we both are, um, um, NLP, you are a master NLP practitioner, and so am I, and uh, and that actually really speaks to the you know the program, you know your neuro linguistic programming, um, yes. and how the connection, the connection between the body and mind. So do you feel, and this is what I want to take it to the next level. I said you know we're gonna get a little more interesting <laughs> here in the conversation. Do you think we feel things or we think first? Do we think and feel or do we feel and then start thinking? Meaning what I meant by my question, you know, I'll try to be a little bit more um, specific here. To me, the way I look at it, for me, you know, like I always try to apply it to my life, you know, the way it happens to me, right, before I, you know, Mm -hmm. put it out there. Right. So, like, to me, like when I feel something in my body, whether, you know, I try to bring it back to what thoughts provoke that emotion. Right? So, like, what was I thinking? Like, what was I thinking to feel that way? So, is it if I change how I think, I can change how I feel? Or is it vice versa? If if you can change, okay, so your thoughts lead to your feelings. Okay? Okay. So, if we're thinking negative, and by, you know, negative, I, I mean, like, you know, fearful, emotional in you know negative way okay mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. will create a feeling then that is negative okay and we feel you know worse and worse but then we have to snap out of it and find out okay why am i feeling this way and i find that this is where you know people get stuck they get stuck in an emotion and they don't know how to get unstuck right 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 
And, and they become a victim you, of their own emotion, right? Yes, yes. Now, just because me and you are trained in NLP and in coaching, we know how to be able to get unstuck. But a lot of the population doesn't have that awareness, and so they kind of go on and on in the same rut and don't know how. It's not why or when, but how to get out of it. So do you ever think about the, the, the you know, the F, like what F, right? So I play this game a lot with, you know, with, with clients, sometimes friends, you know, we say, so take me to whatever. Because, you know, most of the time, and I think like, you know, we want to bring it back to the topic of weight loss and ideal weight and how to attract that ideal weight. And it's really, I mean, you know, we, we talk about the law of attraction on the show many time. And it's no <laughs> different than anything else because the law of attraction is working constantly, whether you are aware of it or not. And there is That's no, right. that, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's not a different thing, you know, to attract your ideal yeah. weight. But here's here's what I think that is that is really kind of like the stumble in in you know, um, for most of us, is the fact we are afraid of what if, right? So what if, what if nobody accepts me the way I am? What if people reject me? What if I don't look good? What if I have to go to the interview and I can't? I don't have anything to wear. What if? What if? So my my taking on this, so why don't you answer that question? So what if you were rejected? What would what would happen? How would that well, make you feel, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's the big thing that you have brought up is going back to your first question is where do we think and then feel or is the mind and body interlinked, right? And that's exactly what it is, is that we think a lot with our minds. And from the research that I did, you're right, where a lot of people who struggle with weight forget to listen to their body, and they always listen to what's in their head. What if, what Mm. if, what if? Well, Mm. my next question would be, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? You're not going to die. You're not going to get, you know. Um, but you could do something about it because you're in control of it. You can change your habits. You can change your relationship with food. And so this is where you have, and oh, in the research I found that naturally thin individuals or those who have lost weight and maintained it for a long time, they kept on saying the same thing over and over again. I learned how to listen to my body rather than listening to the thoughts in my head. So okay. what they did was they started uh-huh. to uh-huh. feel that it that they will only eat if they're hungry. And mm. they'll stop when, when they're full, right? right? They will sit down and, and, and they will eat their food. They will not get into, you know, TV or, you know, like you know, Be mindful, be mindful. Right? Mindful, I mean, is that what you're that, saying? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So all those kinds of things they started to do, and they started to change their foods. So so for, for me, when I eat ice cream, I get inflamed in my stomach. And the way I know that is because I get cramping, I feel so uncomfortable, and I stop eating ice cream. And so now I'm okay. But see... Those are the kinds of things we need to start doing is to start understanding the body first. Mm. Once we start doing that, 
will start to change, and then we'll start to see the difference, and then you start listening to your mind saying, you know what, I look good. I'm actually getting compliments from people that I look, you know. So it just starts to change the process of how we feel and then how we think. You know, there, we are, we, I mean, we human, I mean, we all been there. I, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, whether it, it whatever it is that, you know, it, that you think it's the problem in for you, whether it's weight or whatever it is, um, we are like sort of like a self-sabotage in a sense of like, you know, we, we appraise, we don't appraise ourselves when things are good. We only focus mm-hmm. on the negative, right? And we amplify it by just keeping it like in the, in, in, in the picture right there. That's all I see. That's all I see. That's all I see. Well, if you look at, you know, I mean, I, I bring this thought, this, this, this thing all the time to, to, the, <laughs> to a lot of the conversation because it's really it's all about perception. I was in Spain last year, and I was at the uh, uh, Picasso's Museum. And I'm like very, you know, like I love Picasso's work and stuff like that. And I was looking at one of the painting, and, and one of the paintings I was looking at it, it looks like multiple women in the painting. Like you were looking at a different paint, different woman in a different position, right? And I kept looking at it, and I said, no, it's the same woman, but he looked at it from a different perspective. So he's seen it in a different perspective, but it's the same person. It's the same issue, but it, it looks wow. totally different because he looked at it from a different perspective. So I wanted to validate that. So I went to the, you know, the, somebody who teaches, you know, like some of the, they, they host like a, a tour or whatever. And I asked him, can you validate that? And he said, yes, that's exactly what it was. It was, you wow. know, Picasso had looked at that woman, that figure that was in his mind, it was somebody that he knew, whatever. He looked at her from a different perspective. So you see what happened? When you, when you look at something from a different perspective, you're going to com- get a completely total pic- different picture. And yeah. that's the moral of the story, you know, like exactly what, you know, what happened. So is, is, is simple change or simple, you know, tweak in our perspective can actually make us look at, our, you know, ourselves and our life differently? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, just just to re um, what what I call and what NLP calls is reframing. Reframing. And just, right. And just for the listeners, um, NLP stands for neuro-linguistic programming, and they can do a search on it, and you'll get lots of things out there. But reframing is something that we use all the time. So, for example... I had a client who uh, came to me, and uh, she had said to me that um, thin people are not nice, but fat people are. (laughs) 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 And she has been told that thin people, and she has been told by someone. So it's been in her head all this time that if I become thin, then I will not be a nice person. And I said, really? (laughs) And I told her that, have you met people who are fat but who are jerks and who are really mean? I said, I have. <laughs> so just that simple reframe gets them to think differently. Right. That is so true. I mean, there's no doubt about that because, I mean, I think it's just, you know, you know, I mean, whether you want to call it reframing, which is, you know, again, that's a, that's a, that's a term that used in LP, or just 
you know, uh, looking at it from a different perspective or different from a different way. And and then measure it. I think that's like a lot of things. You've got to measure it towards to something else, right? Like what, is, what do yeah. you measure it towards what? Like what what are you looking at it? Like how are you comparing it to what? Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. because I think when we look at it from that different perspective, you, you, you tend to see it's like, oh, my God, it's not as a big deal as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can stick and with it. I can follow through. Go ahead. No, I I was just going to say, but, you know, this is, you know, something she had held in her head that, you know what, this is how thin people are and this is how fat people are. Mm. And so we just have to get them to think differently or to counter it, like by saying, so have you met the thin people who are nice? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. I'm like, so I guess that doesn't, you know, belong anymore in your, you know, belief system, does it? And so we just have to blow that out of the water is by making them think, like she even told me, I think it was another client who said that I'm fat because everyone else in my family is big. And so, again, and that's very, very common, right, that you kind of hear that. Oh, because everyone is big in my family, I am big. And so to, to reframe that belief, I will say things like, so have you seen a big family where at least one is a thin person? Oh, yeah, 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 I have. I'm like, so that's not true, is it? Yeah, is that true? I love that quote because, yes, is it true? Is it true? How so? How so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you done your research? Have you found it? Yeah, I mean, these are like, but again, you you pick it on like the really very, and I want to emphasize on some of the things that you're saying because we do mention them here on the show a lot, and they are very important. It's your belief. What you, do you believe? What do you believe? Mm-hmm. And what you believe, is it true? Is it true? Yeah, because most yeah. of us we think it is true because someone else had told us it is true, because everybody in the family is is overweight. That means like it's it, that's what's going to happen to me too. Yeah, and unfortunately but we, know that's we not, keep on. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I I know because I'm talking over you, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's really is the uh, um the 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 fact. So I do appreciate you mentioning that because I mean, you know. Whether you're framing, you know, the whole picture that you're looking at it and look at it, you know, differently. Um, you know, I mean, there's so much. We're going to take a short break. And I actually wanted to share my first note that I wrote in my journal <laughs> to 20, 20, 2015. And, uh, um, and, and just so, you know, you know, like exactly. I'm just like a person like you. I have wishes and dreams that I wanted these things, but I try to again set goals for myself and i hope everybody you know really gets something out of it but uh um we're going to take a short break so i'm going to put you on hold for a minute here so grab water if you want or something to drink and uh, we'll be right back so stay tuned your life now radio show with coach ria will return in just a few moments forward with ease. To 2015 from Rhea Wilkie. May words flow freely to express my infinite love and gratitude. May my world be an amazing in every way possible. May success 
finds me in everything I do today and every day thereafter this wonderful year. May love always find its way into my life. May joy and happiness continue to bless our lives in every aspect of it. May peace reside in my heart, mind, and in the world. May all my wonderful dreams come to life. May I continue to believe in myself and my ability to become the person that I admire the most. May I have the ability to imagine and to live a great life in good health and in good prosperity. May I claim all the best wealth that life has to offer. I move forward this year with ease, love, and success. Every step I take is moving me in the right direction. I will continue to be grateful for all the lessons learned. I will continue to do the best to be true to myself and others. Amen. So it is. Okay, welcome back, my friends. I didn't want to, like, bore you with all the notes. But <laughs> anyway, this is the first thing I wrote in my journal this this year, and I wanted to share it with you. And, uh, you know, we have a great show today with um, my great guest, Zihi Nanji. And uh, she is a professor, uh, professional speaker, certified success coach, and master neurolinguistic programming practitioner. And uh, before the break, we were talking about um, how to track our ideal weight and what's stopping us and what are some of the things that we, we put in our head that don't even exist anymore. They haven't even happened yet. We create them in our mind, and then therefore they, they create it in our lives. So simple things that look at, you know, um, uh, you know how, how you perceive things and how you frame things can really make a, a huge difference in your life. And so thank you, Zaheen, for being here, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Ria, for, again, having me. And, uh, yeah, like, I, the time has flown and we're just having fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are because that's what we like to do here on the show. We like to have fun. We like to, you know, I actually, the first day of, of uh, January, um, I don't know if you listened to the show last week, We I, that's all I did is reading poems and, and doing some cheers and stuff like that. And it was a short show, but it was just enough to get people, you know, excited about the new year. But you know what? There is so much to look forward to. Not just because it's, you know, a new year. It's because of every moment that thereafter, it's a brand new thing that keep happening. And change mm-hmm. is constantly happening as long as we keep our eyes forward, straight forward to see how the possibilities, what's, what's ahead? There's a lot of things that could be ahead. It's just as yes. long as we don't, we don't, like, you know, sidetrack or, or look backward and realizing it's gone. It, yesterday is gone, like Mother Teresa said. You know, tomorrow has not yet come, come, right? And all we have is today, so let us begin. So let us begin to attract our ideal weight. So some of the things that we, we talked about before the break, you know, we talked about, you know, our, our um, you know, being a little bit more mindful uh, um, you know, focus on the process, um, the beliefs, you know, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about your body? What's some of the things that are really holding you back? And I know I love what you said in your book is you said, you know, you, even I think in your life, you dealt with some obstacle yourself. We didn't really talk about that in the beginning mm-hmm. of the show because, you know, we all have something that we, we, we overcome. 
And one of the things that you overcame, you know, because I mean, I remember like myself, like, you know, the, English wasn't my, my, my second language. And when I came here at a young age, it was hard for me to communicate. And, and now I'm, a, you know, I host a, <laughs> a radio show and I'm a public speaker as yourself. But you you had actually an even little bit more, you know, disadvantage. You had to deal with stutter. So That's right. can you talk about this a little bit? <laughs> for sure, yes. I... I started stuttering around the age of five, um, and I just kind of went uh, through some of the things that of, of like why I uh, started, and I realize now that it was because uh, I had to skip a grade. So I was in kindergarten at the age of five, and a few of us were chosen to skip grade one and go straight to grade two. Mm. And I remember being very scared and not knowing who's around me in school, and that's how it all started. Uh, But I have overcome it, but in my late 20s, um, I mean, like, I, I, I did learn how to speak fluently. It took time. I still stutter now, but it doesn't have the emotional charge that it just once had, where I would completely not speak to anyone, I would not be able to order food if I were to go uh, to a food court or a restaurant, I would not be able to introduce myself because I would stutter on my name, Zaheen. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So it was a lot to deal with. So, you know, I mean, again, I the reason I wanted to bring this up, because obviously that was an obstacle, but you use it as a stepping stone, right, um, yes. to overcome it. And But when when did you realize that it was actually is a lot smaller than you thought it was? Like, did you just have to get it out of your head? What are some of the things that really helped you besides, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of things happen when you do some training and keep, you know, keep at it like anything else, you reprogram in your mind. But what what do you think it was the key things for you? First, I believe it was the deciding factor where mm. I decided that I was going to face my fear of speaking. Okay. And when we decide something, there is some kind of tipping point in the brain where it just goes, okay. You know, so now what are you going to do next? (laughs) Right. And I decided after that that, you know what, and plus I think it's the why behind it, actually. So the why was that I didn't want to go on throughout my life missing out on things that I really wanted to do. And I also realized that the more I avoided speaking, and doing the things that I liked, the more I hated myself, and I didn't like that feeling. And when I decided that I'm going to face my fear, something just snapped in me and said, okay, now you are going to start to change, or you're going to start to change the process. And almost all of a sudden, I started to love myself even more. And I think that Mm -hmm. feeling just propelled me to take little steps, baby steps, not overnight, baby steps, 
to overcome my fears of uh, speaking. And it was a huge freedom for you, right? I mean, just to to, to feel like, you know, you are not, you stutter. You are not yeah. that, you know, if you want to call it handicapped. I mean, I like, I used to call myself, but I'm like, I can't speak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like, I was terrified. I was terrified. I, I mean, I was lucky because I, uh, um, I was an exchange student and the professor, um, the, the family I was living with, the, the, the lady of the house, she was a professor at, at uh, Columbia University, and she was an English professor. <laughs> oh. So she was like, you're going to answer the phone every time the phone rings. You're going to do it. And she would push me, and she would push me, and she said, just take it out of your head. Just keep it out of your head. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Because when you overthink it, you realize your obstacle. You almost like feel like, you know, it, it, that obstacle is such a huge. There's a commercial. I don't, very rarely I watch TV, right? But there's certain things like grabs my attention. I'm very observer. Like I notice things, right? And I use them as, a, as an example. So there's this commercial about the flu, right? And it's like selling pharmaceutical company. They're selling some kind of uh, um, flu medicine, medicine, whatever. And mm-hmm. and uh, when what they were saying is like, you know, don't let the big flu, you know, ruin your life. So what they were showing, this guy is a monster, right? He's so <laughs> huge. He's walking in his house. And he, I don't know, do you know, have you seen that commercial? No, no, I haven't. It's very interesting because I this is how I look at it. Like I'm again, I'm using it as an example of how we look at our problem. Because we feel we are so much like, you know, like everything is just like, you know, I, I it's not manageable because it's mm. so big. So when you try right. to make it smaller, you know you can fit through the door, you can fit through here, you can, you know, you can manage this and then life becomes a lot simpler. Yeah, and and uh, it, you know, from that perspective, I think you know when we realized, you know, when she kept telling me, you know, don't overthink it, don't get it out of your head, get it out of your head, don't keep telling yourself again, which we jump in into to next things. How important our self talk to our everyday living? Oh my God, it was so important uh, because that you know self talk. And it's not just that alone, but also what you have in your mind's eye. Because every time we we talk to ourselves, we always have an image in our head, right? So if I'm saying to myself, oh, my God, if I go and order this food, I'm just going to stutter all the way, and they're just going to ignore me, and they'll ask for the next person in line. So I'm already imagining in my head mm-hmm. that I'm going to go and order food and I'm going to be ignored and then they'll ask for someone else behind me to come up in the line. But what if I change that image now and I'm saying, no, I'll go up and I'm going to order my food and I'm going to take my time and speak slowly and be able to order food and I can see the food coming into my hands and me being happy. Now, I changed the image, and now I'm feeling I can do this. Now, my self-talk is changing. So you see how what we see in our mind's eye and what we say, again, is interlinked. And that's what really helped me, is to change what I was holding as an image in my head. Mind over matter. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
mind over matter. I mean, how important is that? I mean, you know, you, you know, it's uh, it's 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 crazy how like when you you know um you, you look at it differently or you 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 tell yourself a different things and you keep repeating it and believing in yourself because I mean I know for years you know before I became a coach and you know what inspired me to become a coach I mean I was training anybody you know I mean I was anyway in like you know I come from a corporate background sales and training. Um, I was already doing it, but like now it's like, you know, it's a passion for me. So like when, you know, when I start digging deep and then I became, you know, certified and also a neurolinguistic, you know, uh, programming practitioner, I keep saying, you know, pronouncing it. So for people who are, they don't know what NLP stands for, but, uh, um, the fact is I realized that, you know, what I, what I tell my head, what I say in my mind and it becomes a habit. It's like really just repetition. So like I like I, now I don't even think about it. I do it automatically. Like I constantly repeat phrases throughout the day. Mm. Like even when I wake up in the morning, I spend like at least five minutes in bed before I get up to go over like my like you want to call them affirmation or self talk, whatever you want to refer to. Most people, you know, they they are more familiar with affirmations and you know really just self talk. They say, what does that mean? Well, it's what you tell on yourself. So repeat positive things. If you want a, you know, a positive outcome, obviously, you just keep repeating positive, you know, but follow up with action. I'm not, you know, like I said, yes. that's why, yeah, absolutely. So you were certified by one of my favorite guys who's been on the show a couple of times, um, Michael Luzier. I call him Luzier because that's French, but he called it, Luz- how do you say his last name? Um, Luzier. Lozier, see, I said it right. Okay, so anyway, so do you want to talk a little bit about the law of attraction and weight loss? <laughs> For sure, yes. Um, so first thing, okay, so if I were to ask you right now or even ask your listeners, you know, when we say things like, oh, I don't want to eat that cookie, you know, like we kind of pass by the coffee room at at work or you – have something that you have baked and you don't want to touch it and you go, I don't want to eat that. Well, that's that's the wrong thing to, to say because if I were to ask you right now, don't think of the Statue of Liberty. Did you just think about it, Rhea, even though I asked you mm-hmm. not to? Well, now you did because you brought it to my mind, yeah. Yeah, you know, like don't think about it, you know. So, so when we say things like, I don't want to eat that cookie, our mind does not hear the word don't. It don't. just heard And that's right? a big example. Kids, kids, tell kids. I mean, I use this like the simplest way to actually explain that one from my perspective on me, like what I do. I always say it's like, when you tell kids, don't touch that, what they do? They go touch it. They go touch it, yeah. Yeah. So the same idea. So instead, what you want to do is ask, what do I want? So if if we say things like, I don't want to be fat, well, the mind just heard fat, okay? Um, in fact, and what we attract, we match and we bring into our life. So a, a lot of the people that I re- researched for my book said the same thing again over and over again, that every time they step on the scale, they would get this negative feeling that they were always worried about their weight. Now, worried is a negative feeling, right? And mm-hmm. when we put that out there, we the law of attraction will match that and give us the same back. 
Okay, so if I'm feeling negative, I'll get more negative in my life, correct? If I'm being positive, then I get more positive in my life. But if I'm stepping on the scale and I don't feel good about it and I'm scared about, you know, gaining weight and things like that, well, I'll I'll attract more of that. So a lot of the people say that they gave up the scale. They just went with how their clothes felt on their body I or did. how they felt. I yeah. did. I don't yeah. I don't use a scale. I don't have a scale. I got rid of it. I threw it in the garbage. And because mentally I'm like constantly focused, oh, my God, you know. Yeah, I even told my mom, my sister, they all got rid of their, you know, their scale yeah. because she, my mom, she's a jump on the scale every single day. It's like, what is it, what is you, what do you think is going to happen in one day? <laughs> you, if you weigh yourself in the morning and you weigh yourself in the evening, you're going to have like two, three pounds different. You know, it's like, don't drive yourself crazy. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to gain, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like the positive <laughs> or the negative doesn't happen overnight. But let me, okay, so I wanted to ask you this, and, and, uh-huh. and you are an expert in your field, and we love experts here because they give us great tips and suggestions. This is easily said, right? I mean, it's common sense. You think about it. If you analyze it the way we're doing it, but in an, in a, in an everyday life, people don't do that. They don't stop to think about it that way. You know, how many times did I say I want or I don't want? Most people focus on the I don't want. So how do we switch that? How do we turn that off? The emotional scale comes, you know, the emotional scale. You got fear on one side and you got love on the other side. And all the emotions lies in between. So how do we keep our, 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 uh, ourselves tip more toward love, love of ourselves, love of everything, you know, that is around us and not be afraid? How do you do that? So the thing comes with practice and, you know, like the way you say, you know, if we keep saying the words, I don't want to be overweight, I don't want to be fat, I don't want to shop in, you know, big size clothing stores, well, what do you want? And when we ask that question, what do I want, it automatically changes to, well, I want to be at my ideal weight or I want to be comfortable, thin, I want to shop in normal clothing stores, I want to have more energy. So so now watch the difference in how we feel when we say things like, I want to be at my ideal weight, I want to have more energy. Don't we feel more positive already when we change our words? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, simple. So you ju- we just have to start becoming aware of the words we use. Because our words will create our thoughts, will create our feeling, and will give us the results in, in our life. So change your words, and automatically you'll start to change the way you feel. So if what I you keep saying, saying my, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we have we have people nowadays saying, "Oh, I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm so stressed." Well, if you keep saying that, you'll always be stressed, right? Right. right. So stop saying that. You know, I mean, something comes to my mind because I, I watch myself all the time. And what I mean by that, I observe myself and I catch myself. And all these things come with practice. So, I, I mean, all these suggestions and tips and, you know, that Zaheen is saying and I'm also sharing with you guys, it, it takes a practice. So, you know, to become expert at anything, 
And, you know, we shared our, you know, our experience, you know, with the he and she, you know, she had to overcome stutter and me, my fear of learning another language and tell I speak it like, you know, it's my, my second tongue, you know, um, it, it's, uh, it, it really just came with practice. I kept practicing. I would like, I used to record stuff and listen to it all the time and listen to phrases. I learned Spanish that way, honestly. I will like, you know, I mean, when I was in Spain last year, I haven't used my Spanish for a long time. So I went back to my, my CDs that I had. I downloaded them all on my iPhone. And like when I'm driving anywhere, I'll play, you know, the phrases that I want. So like in restaurants and all this stuff, repeat, repeat, repeat. When I was in Spain, I surprised myself. I really shocked myself how well I did. Even my mother. <laughs> was like, wow, your Spanish is really good. I'm like, no, mom, a practice made me where I am. You know, so because I got rusty for a while, you know, when you don't use something like anything else in your body, like muscles, whatever, you know, anything that rusts stays at rest. So your mind is a muscle. It's the same way. Your brain is a muscle. So if you train it to think in a certain way, if you train it to, to, to you know, focus only on the positive, I think the outcome is, is really um um, is, you know, the, I always say, you know, you want a new outcome, change your action, you know, so change what you're doing. Change right. what you're doing and, and, and get yeah. a different result. But the key here, what I wanted to ask you, and I did extend it a little bit because I know we're at the end of the hour, and I uh, just wanted to get you, ask you a couple of questions um, before you leave. And and my first question is, well, one of my other questions is, how do you stay motivated? So how do you keep yourself motivated to follow through with all these tips that we, we, you know, you mentioned and I mentioned? How do you do that? With a couple of things. One is, uh, just like I mentioned, you know, before, by knowing what you want and the second thing, why you want it. Why do you want to be at your ideal weight so bad? How is that so emotional for you? So I have clients saying, oh, because I want more um, energy. Oh, I want to be more um, so so I can climb uh, uh, stairs better kind of thing. And so my next question to them, so if you could have more energy and climb stairs, what would that get for you? Mm. And they said, oh, my God, I would be just like, Free, I would be able to play with my grandkids and run after them, or I'd be able to. Okay, so that's why you want it. That's why you want to be at your ideal weight. So know your why, for sure, and that will keep you motivated. And just well, don't sounds, do it mm-hmm. for weight loss, right? You right. want to do it for the why, not just for the weight loss. Why are you doing it? I like I I wrote it down. I take notes all the time. So I'm <laughs> I it looks like you should see me scrubbing down all the notes that you say because that is really true. Remind yourself why. Why are you doing yeah. it in the first place? Yeah. So whatever it is that your goal, whether it's to, to lose weight or you know, um or, or whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life or kick out some other bad habits that we have, you know, we, we all have some kind of habits that we really need to examine. Um, why are we doing it? You know, why are you doing them? Like, what do they do for you? And if you change them, why, you know, what would happen if you change them? So my uh, one more question I would like to ask you, and after that we'll share a link um, for our listeners to go and see, you know, what you uh, have been doing, including your book. 
how to turn that switch on and off to realize that we actually do have choices in life. Because most people think, like, you know, they suck. Like, how do you, how do you like, just say, you know what, I mean, I, I say switch because it really is like when you turn on the light, there is no black anymore, right? It's not dark anymore. It's, 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 you can see. So what would make us turn that switch on to realize that we actually have choices? Because when you turn the switch on, when you turn the lights on, right, what do you see? You see a mm-hmm. lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I can reference that to choices. So how do we actually... You know, again, it's probably the same thing as, you know, how to motivate yourself. How do you get somebody to turn that switch on to, to see that they actually have choices? I think there is lots of ways, but one of the ways to turn the switch on is by making them realize that if they were to stay where they are and make them think or to make them see ahead in time that if they were to stay like this for the next five to ten years, what would their life be like? Would they be happy or would they be sad? And how would it affect their day-to-day life and you know behavior? And I think that alone, by making them think in the future that if they were to stay this way, that will get the switch turned on. Oh, I, yeah, I would love for everybody to actually be realizing that, you know why? Well, you know what? Like, there is a plenty of choices out there, and, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, get out of that, you know, mentality of you are being a victim. You are not a victim. Be a leader mm-hmm. in your life and, and, and lead forward, you know, move forward and, and put that hand on that switch and turn it on. Because I think, you know, the the issue is most of the time it's like, you know, because we, we are so deep, you know, I mean, it's, sometimes it's sad because some people really need help. And so my, my next things that I think that I wanted to put it out there, when you need help, ask for it. you got to oh, ask yeah. for help when you need it because you might not know where that switch is. You know mm-hmm. what? And you might need to have have somebody, you know, turn that switch on for you so you can see all the choices that are available to you. So don't hold yourself, you know, back and don't feel, you know, that you are stuck because you are never stuck. I want to really thank you, um, Zaheen, for being here, my friend. So could you please share a link with our listeners and, and so they can know about your book or whatever it is that you would like to share? Sure. Uh, they can go to attractyouridealweight.com. And all the information is on there. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And thank you yeah, so much, Ria. Oh, my God. Me. My pleasure. And take care of that car and be safe <laughs> out there, okay? Thank you. Thank you, thank you so you much too. for being Oh, thank you. Much love. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, my friends, will that conclude our show for today? Thank you so much for joining us and listening to the show. And remember, you know, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air. And uh, if you want to, you know, um, transcript of the show, make sure you contact us. And uh, we will be more than happy to offer you the transcript of any of our episodes. And uh, until next time, my friends, stay amazing. Okay, take care. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? 
Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.